0: the reason why I'm building one of your homes is my wife loves comfort and your homes, I believe, are going to provide that level of comfort for her. It's going to be a, a healthier home. She has she has allergies. I understand the filtration uh, program that you guys are using. And I also understand that it's going to reduce the utility expense for me. And that was a huge light bulb to talk about comfort in indoor air quality and, and of course, continuing the conversation about the economics of lower utility costs and, and a home that's going to require less maintenance and be more durable. So once, once that light bulb was turned on, and that was roughly about a year after we got started, we changed our positioning to really focus on comfort, um, indoor air quality, uh, peace of mind, which is something that different people associate a value to, but the peace of mind that the products that we put into your home aren't gonna off gas and contribute towards any type of allergies or respiratory uh, concerns that you may have had in in older homes. (laughs)
1: and welcome to Building Perspective with Matt Riley and Molly Elfman.
2: We're here to bring value to you and your team by exploring all things sales and marketing related.
1: All from different perspectives. Today, our focus discussion of the week is healthy innovation with our guest, Tim O'Brien from Tim O'Brien Homes.
2: But first, let's dive into our top topics of the week. And today, I actually want to go to our listeners for a little bit of advice because I am actually having a personal communication issue. And this is something I'm normally pretty good with. But, um, you know, in all my free time, I have volunteered again to be class mom for Zachary's class, his third grade (laughs) class. And I have had a very hard time communicating with his teacher. So I have discovered she does not respond to email. She doesn't really like when I uh, show up there. So, you know, I've reached out in my effort to say, what is the best way for you to communicate? And I haven't heard back. <laughs> so um, Oh no. Yeah, it's one of those situations. So I'm feeling like that, um those feelings of rejection, but they tie in so closely with sales and marketing, of course. So I would love to know from you, how do you all think I should best help this teacher as her class parent if she is not willing to talk to me? So give me some mom (laughs) advice. Give me some dad advice. Um, In the
1: building perspective group.
2: Right. In the building perspective group, because I need some perspective here because I've tried showing up with food and treats. She's not into that um i've tried a couple different angles so um all professional communicators here give me what you got
1: (laughs) i love it i love it (laughs) all right okay so i i just have a a really quick funny story before i talk about my topic and then we're going to get right into tim because Tim's got some unbelievably awesome information to share, but so, all right. So this morning, Molly, I, I woke up, I was kind of already kind of stirring a little bit early it was about four 55 this morning. And I heard something crash downstairs. And so my eyes popped right open and i'm like oh my gosh what what's that and i don't hear anything and of course you start to after that crash and you start your your mind starts to play games with you and so i come like creeping out of bed and i was going to get up soon anyway so i'm like now i'm wide awake and or so i think and so i stand at the top of the stairs and i don't hear anything and i soon realize that i what in my head i'm thinking we just put paw- put some new led lights underneath our bookshelves and our, in our living room where the built-ins are and everything to like help light that area up. I am thinking, I bet one of those lights, it kind of sticks to the thing underneath. I said, I bet one of those lights fell off. Um, and so I'm like, well, let me go downstairs and make sure. And I get about halfway down the stairs And my foot hits the, and I'm in socks. My foot hits the front of the stair, and I just zoop right down the stairs at five o'clock in the morning. Oh my goodness. My my head head hits the drywall, literally like feet straight out, like a cartoon falling down the stairs. No wonder you're acting
2: all loopy today. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i i think i may have accidentally said a few choice words on my way down uh amy my wife comes flying out of bed she has no idea what's going on except she heard me collapsing down the stairs and i was just like it's okay honey go back to bed did you ever find
2: out what the sound was
1: it was the light thing it It fell off (laughs) yeah Uh, and i literally went back after i figured that out Turned on the hallway light where the stairways where the stairs are to make sure that I didn't put a dent in the wall oh. from where my head hit it. Um, Once but, you realize uh, you're okay,
2: okay, those are those uh, reality moments that you're just like so humbled. You're like, wow, I just landed. Oh,
1: <sighs> anyway, that was that's my funny story. <clears throat> but my real story. Uh, so I was in Target. I don't know, maybe a week ago. And I love these RX protein bars or, you know, semi no, not even granola bars, I guess you call them a protein bar and they've only got, you know, uh, less than a handful of total ingredients. If, if anybody, you know, e- eats them, I, I like them a lot. Strawberry so I'm peanut butter is the best. I like the chocolate sea salt. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and so I'm going, I'm in target, I'm going down the aisle and I see it's like the, the sea of boxes, just, just. All, I mean, from the old retailer in me, it looked fantastic because everything was flush to the front of the shelf, but everything going down the row was just boxes and boxes and boxes, the entire aisle of granola bars and protein bars and just all of that stuff. And, but it all just blended in, even though they had different colors and they had different things like that, it all just kind of blended in. But I knew where my RX bars were because that's where I go get them at Target. And so I just walked right up and I happened to look up. And so I saw another box of bars and I don't remember the brand, but so I guess maybe this isn't such a great example. But but what it reminded me is they're on the box, it said, this box saves lives. And I was like, man, that's a really great way to stand out in the sea of the same essential thing. And I took a step back and I actually took two pictures. I took a picture going down the row where you could just see the piles of boxes and then the one up close. And it made me think about us and our industry and kind of that differential demonstration. And are we really putting the thought into our homes and how it's going to be different and how it's going to make an impact to our actual customer, um, short-term and long-term and how you are going to really stand out, um, from your competition, other new, new construction, but also our real competition, which is used homes on the market. And I really think that there's a lot of times that we don't, there's, there's things that we put in, in our homes that are behind the walls, that we lose because we don't differentiate ourselves in our sales process demonstration. Um, and I hear a lot of builders say, we build a better home. We do these things, these things, and these things. And granted, to their credit, they do. and But they don't get the credit, quote unquote, credit for it because it's not being talked about. It's not being compared to what. And to me, that's what's really you have to do to stand out is, hey, we do this compared to this. And this is how it's going to make an impact for you and your life as a customer and why you should make the largest purchasing decision of your life with us. And I think that is the perfect segue into our discussion today with Tim O'Brien of Tim O'Brien Homes, and Tim's going to be talking about healthy innovation. And let me let me tell you real quick about Tim before we bring him on. Um, so Tim started his company in 2007, which is like the perfect time to start a home building company, right? And but now they're the leading home builder in the state of Wisconsin. They serve the greater Madison and Milwaukee metro areas. They're going to do about 230 homes this year. And they were recently awarded, well, not well, they were recently and in 2018. So 2018 and 2019 were awarded the Housing Innovation Award by the DOE, the Department of Energy. And they are building homes differently than anybody else and taking that healthy innovation, meaning we're innovating our homes and we should be doing that because it's healthy for our business, but he's also making an impact in the health of his customers and what type of long-term effects that that has on them and the type of feedback that they've been getting. And Tim, they, they've recently, uh, they're about to finish it up as well, uh, but they started building in a new community or they're about to finish building in a community that's a net zero community as well. And we talk about how, their experience in getting better and significantly driving her scores down, uh, getting the certifications uh, within our industry for green and efficiency and healthy living, which these are really starting to take place now uh, really how they've made an impact across his whole organization and an impact in their growth. So stick around because we're going to take a quick break. And then as soon as we come back, we're going to bring Tim on and I can't wait for him to share with you what he's learned and how it can make an impact on your business. And we'll be right back. All right. And we are back from break and we are going to dive into our focus discussion of the week this week. And we're honored to have Actually, our very first home builder and owner of a home building company, Tim O'Brien of Tim O'Brien Homes. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Tim.
0: Oh, my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Absolutely. You know, we we get the chance to talk to so many people uh, and interview people and have fun for podcasts and put out great content. And uh, really glad that you agreed to come on and talk about uh, some something that I know we feel like is really going to start having a huge impact on our industry as a whole, um, and and getting away from just the, you know, focusing on solely energy efficiency, but taking it to a whole new level of you've got a you've got a new neighborhood, uh, well I should say a current community um, that you're it's going to be net zero ready homes and really diving in and made a full commitment to your company of Everything you build is is green, and uh, just that that certification. I think this is really going to have a big impact in our industry as a whole. And just really appreciate you willing to talk and share. So why don't we start a little bit first, and just you tell us a little bit about your company, and you know when you got when you got your start, how you got your start, and kind of where you are now.
0: Yeah. So in we started uh, Tim O'Brien Homes, my partner Matt Newman, and I in uh, June of 07, So kind of. Just when things were starting to slide uh, into the great housing recession, as it's known, and uh, we felt that there was an opportunity uh, to really create something new. And we both had kind of the same mindset that and believe that green and energy efficiency, you know, should be more than just a a main, should be more mainstream and and affordable and attainable uh, to the general consumer versus uh, kind of what, happened at the time was more of the smaller builders, the boutique builders kind of doing it on a smaller scale, uh, more customized and uh, with a lot more detail, uh, not really focusing on really what the value proposition of bringing these two features together. And at that point in time, you know, a lot of what we heard and discovered that, you know, there's about a 10 to 15% premium to kind of do the all out green and energy efficiency that sometimes had a fashionable green component to it and sometimes had an economic green component to it and we really focused on the economic green that's kind of where we started so we were able to kind of demonstrate that we could build that same home uh, with about a three percent premium on it uh, which translated to you know say maybe ten thousand dollars at the time but we could also demonstrate to our customers that there was a three to five year return on that investment. We were able to show them that with the, with the energy packages, the energy features, our wall system that we have developed and uh, our introduction to, to a closed cell foam, which is a spray foam that we use in strategic areas of the home, that our focus on those strategic elements could really keep that cost down and increase that ROI for our buyer. So we believe that the conversation around buying a new home had to really include that total cost of home ownership. So not just what it costs to build a home, but what is the that that's the initial cost, but the total cost is really that initial cost plus the cost to run it and to maintain it and once we started having those conversations with the buying public they really started to gravitate towards it and we were able to scale it up pretty quickly because going into the housing recession there was also an abundant uh, amount of lots available at a uh, fairly reasonable price and that
1: allowed us to
0: scale it up pretty quickly from that point
1: that that's great And you started, you decided to start a home building company in perfect, in the perfect timing, right? Yeah, honestly. (laughs) And the the worst economic time you could have possibly started a home building company. Uh, And you came at it from a different perspective of we're going to do this differently and build differently than, than anybody else. And I think, you know, you started in 07, you fast forward today and you guys are going to do your, you know, you guys are building um, in Wisconsin and just kind of give everybody a geographical areas and serving the greater Madison and Milwaukee metro areas. And you guys are going to do this year about 230 homes a year, right? That is correct. Yep. And and so two years in a row now again again fast forwarding two years in a row you've been recently awarded both 2018 and 2019's housing innovation award by the Department of Energy which is a feat in itself I mean it's it's unbelievably impressive and that you've that you've taken the company to the heights of where you are from 07 and to the the housing crisis um, and now you're the leading home builder in the greater wisconsin area i think that's first off congratulations that's job well done
0: well thank you we we have a a great group of people and our professional network has been extremely supportive of our efforts and we learned by uh you know working with some other great professionals manufacturers suppliers and and our energy uh, auditor has been a tremendous uh, partner which has helped us learn a lot more about what we can do and make it affordable for people.
2: Okay, so you mentioned a few minutes ago about having these conversations with the buying public. And of course, being obsessed with marketing, you know, those conversations are what marketing is all about. And when there's an education component that goes with it, I think that can be really hard for home builders because they don't. You know they don't want to overcomplicate things, but they also need to communicate what they're doing. So I would love to hear how you're having those conversations with the buying public, and I'm sure our listeners would as well.
0: Well, you know, Molly, you're 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 dead on with that comment because when we initially started this conversation uh, with our cons- with our customers, we had talked about. Uh, At that point in time, there was a lot of discussion in the media and there was a lot of new products, green products coming out. And there was all this discussion centered around, you know, sustainability, um, saving the planet, saving the polar ice caps, the polar bears and all that stuff that goes with it, which are all uh, reasonable and good topics to to bring into the conversation. But it took one marketing exec that we sold a home to and said, you know, Tim, you know, I, I do get that and I do care about that. But that's not the reason why I'm building one of your homes. The reason why I'm building one of your homes is my wife loves comfort and your homes, I believe, are going to provide that level of comfort for her. It's going to be a, a healthier home. She has she has allergies. I understand the filtration uh, program that you guys are using. And I also understand that it's going to reduce the utility expense for me. And that was a huge light bulb to talk about comfort in indoor air quality and, and, of course, continuing the conversation about the economics of lower utility costs and, and a home that's going to require less maintenance and be more durable. So once, once that light bulb was turned on, and that was roughly about a year after we got started, we changed our positioning to really focus on comfort, um, indoor air quality, uh, peace of mind, which is something that different people associate a value to, but the peace of mind that the products that we put into your home aren't going to off gas and contribute towards any type of allergies or respiratory uh, concerns that you may have had in in older homes. So we really focused on and we really believed that building a healthier home for the mainstream buying new home buyer was going to be the position that we were going to take in the marketplace and the communication, of course, to our sales team and to the buying public really kind of centered around that message of comfort, utilities, indoor air quality, and and peace of mind.
2: Yeah, and you really are the leader in that because even today we see builders who are trying to communicate the value of their homes, but they really focus on the product and it's product, product, product. Whereas you really adapted early on and started talking about livability and peace of mind and how someone lives their life in your homes. And I think that's what you know. I, I would love for our industry to really grasp is a little less about product, product and more about um, comfort and livability. So that definitely resonates with me.
0: And, and, you know, one of the other things that was uh, important, too, is obviously having good design, um, good quality design and our, our sales team and the people within our uh, within our company. Of course, going into the downturn, um, there's a lot of builders who were very anxious about the changes that we, they had to make. We were fresh to the market. Our team was fresh to the market. We discovered very quickly, in addition to all of those pieces that we can bring together in the building science aspect of the home, is that we could really focus on delivering an extraordinary experience. And we've kind of centered our our message around that because a a lot of the homeowners that come to build with us, it's not their first time home, but it's their first build. So we layered that on top of the green and energy efficiency. Again, third-party certified green and energy efficiency because back then there was a lot of greenwashing going on. We wanted to make sure that we had – uh, an authentic program, but then we layered on that experience and that really just kind of helped uh, catapult us into additional markets like Madison and down into the Southern part of Wisconsin. That's
2: great.
1: Uh, yeah, that's great. It was interesting because I was writing, I was writing some notes down as you were talking and you said that light bulb moment was in, you said it was 2008. Yeah. Yeah. 2008. Or just a year after you kind of got going. I'm curious, Did, after that moment, did that make, did you guys make a fundamental shift in the way you were building to kind of go further in with that idea or were you already building that way and you just hadn't figured out essentially how to say it yet?
0: Great question. For the most part, we were essentially building that way. We just didn't know how to say it yet because what drove us into the, the, the metrics of how we built a home was based on that third-party certification. So we had a we had an energy uh, certification that is sponsored by the state uh, conglomerate of utilities, and we had what's called the Green Built Home Program, which provided our green built certification. So a lot of that structure was kind of in place for us. Um, it was more of the messaging and then a few other pieces related to kind of uh, indoor air quality. So Um, the ventilation system filtration and uh, ensuring that uh, we had a third party that truly could inspect each and every heating, ventilating and air conditioning supply and return that what we estimated would be going into those rooms in terms of conditioned air and what was being exhausted out of those rooms in our modeling was truly what the performance of the home was. And that really helped us learn a lot more about the product and really helped our trade partners learn more about how to build a better system in a house. There was a, there was a tremendous amount of learning during that time. And again, once we hit that switch of understanding the comfort, the healthier home, the indoor air quality, and layer on the economics that we already been talking about, uh, that combination really increased our learning curve and uh, accelerated the number of sales that we had in both 2009, 10 and 11.
1: So did you have a particular reason why when, so when you started Tim O'Brien homes, um, was there a particular reason why you decided you were going to go down this path of green building and healthier indoor living? Is it, was there, is there something behind that? Or did you just feel like there's a huge opportunity here because no one's really doing it?
0: When, when we formed this company, um, It was at a time where my business partner was on the development side of the business and I had worked for a uh, kind of a regional home builder up to that point. And so I had introduced the concept of an energy certified home back in 2004 uh, to that regional builder. And as the market started to shift, uh, there was more of a force towards dollar per square foot. Right. And more of that commoditized uh, building process. And with all the work that we had done to get it up to that point and the success we were having with it, I recognized at that point that there was a market for this product. And if we can continue to find a way to deliver it in a format that is uh, is affordable, now it's not a code built home. Yes, our customers pay a little bit of a premium for it, but we can demonstrate that value and we can get them into that home and understand that there is comfort and they could see their utility bills um, it, it could be a powerful it could be a powerful niche in, in the marketplace, because, again, no one in the Metro Milwaukee area and really honestly, at that point, not many in Wisconsin were really taking this on as their mantra for their organization. And with the opportunity we had in front of it, we thought we could take this into more of a production format and still deliver that value. Early on, one of the things that we did and we learned is that we we offered these as packages, so insulation packages, um, this this air sealant package that we did. And what we found is that nobody would take it because they were attracted to, as Molly had mentioned, the granite in the wood floor and the cabinets and, and, and they didn't think about the consequences of those are things that you can do later, those are things that you might be able to change out later, but you can't really change out your insulation without a tremendous amount of expense. So, we made a conscious decision to say we're going to make that the standard. We're not going to allow people to take it out. We're not, and and what we found is we made a gamble on it. And what we found is that in our surveying that we did with our customers, and the 11 month and the 12 month after the one year warranty was up, the, the accolades that we got for the lower utility bills, the greater level of comfort, and that just reinforced our instinct that that was the direction for us to go. We weren't going to. To, to make it an option. Of course, we had to make it uh, reasonably priced and affordable. We had to be strategic in the areas of which we spent those dollars because it's still a tough time for people to buy a home at, and, and during the recession. And and what we found was is it, it's, it's almost like the iPhone. Once you give it to them, they don't know they want it, but once you give it to them and they live with it, they're like, I can't imagine living without this. And I, and, and I'm glad it's here because I would have never bought it. But now that it's here, um, I'm happy because I'm more comfortable. My utility bills are lower. I don't have drafts. I don't have one room in the house is really cold. The other room is really warm. Uh, the, there was just that uh, tremendous amount amount of appreciation for the effort that went into building the home.
1: I, I think you you said a couple of things I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on because they're really important and people who are listening. You should write this down because this was a big takeaway. Unless
2: you're driving. Don't write it down if you're driving. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. If you're driving, don't write this down. Uh, But so two things. One, I think where we, as I say, we as builders across the country, one of the things that we do uh, is we'll survey or ask our customers, you know, is this important to you? Would you pay $5,000 for X, Y, and Z? And more times than not, those surveys come back to us and they say, no, I wouldn't pay extra for that. And so we don't offer it. And so we're like, well, and that's kind of the sentiment on a lot of things, whether it's uh, in general innovation, whether it's. Green, whether it's healthy, whether it's energy, more energy efficiency, whether it's smart home technology, just general innovation, um, the the kind of sentiment out there is, well, my customers aren't willing to pay me for it, right? They're not. They've told me they're not willing to pay for it, and I think you did something really amazing, which is said, we know this is so important, and we know that it's a it's has a positive effect for our homeowner, and and I think this is one of those things that like you said, they don't know that they love it until they've actually lived it. And that is a long, kind of a long tail approach to help growing your business. And I think that was uh, an amazing thing. And the other thing you talked about is everything kind of being commoditized. And if you act like a commodity or you just deliver a commodity, then you're going to be treated like one, which is you're, if you just want to stack up And you know, price per square foot on a sheet of paper down the list of competitors, then you're just going to be treated like a commodity, and nothing special is going to come out of it. Which I think has been a huge, you know, played a huge part into the 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 huge growth that you've seen.
0: Yeah, it it created distance between us and the traditional builder. Um, It 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 it, uh, highlighted the the intention that we had in building a better home that is reasonably priced that the, that the mainstream consumer could afford to build especially when you have the conversation about the total cost of home ownership um, the cost of the initial cost up front the cost to maintain it the cost to um, to to run your heating ventilating and air conditioning system and then again another layer as you layer on what does comfort mean to you? Depending on where you came from, depending if you were in that 1920s bungalow that was so drafty and you had to wear turtlenecks yeah. to go to bed, comfort has a high value to it. Uh, the, the peace of mind uh, related to indoor air quality or related to the fact that you're not going to uh, be in a, in, a, in a labor position tied to your home, painting it and maintaining it every spring and every winter, that we could demonstrate that the materials that we use, that we choose are going to reduce the amount of time that you need to spend. Yes, you still need to maintain your home, but we're going to reduce the amount of time that you need to maintain your home. And and we have to make sure, and we had to train our sales team and our construction team to to Repeat that message time and time again. So the customer, so it really got stuck. It really started to stick in their mind and really helped reaffirm the decision that they made to build with our organization.
2: I can only imagine how many builders are trying to emulate what you have done and they're becoming fashionably green, like you said earlier. They're not actually living and breathing it and making it a part of who they are. So I would imagine you have a bunch of uh, people trying to do what you're doing and and failing.
0: Well, and, and we do. We And initially, it was kind of funny um, when we started this. Um, and again, when the, again, we're still the housing market is sliding down. A lot of our competition said, well, it's a new startup builder in one of the toughest markets ever. And they're trying out something new and this isn't going to work for them. So we'll just keep doing what we're doing. We'll put a new coat of paint on the house on the model so it looks fresher for the consumer coming in and 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 then another year goes by another year goes by and they're saying well they're they they got to be getting close this 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 line is gonna be running out for them at some point in time they're gonna hit a wall and they're gonna be done and it wasn't until about the third year where all of a sudden I'm driving around and I start to see some of the same building details that we've been using in in competing homes in the neighborhood. We used to tell our customer whenever they are prospect, whenever they come into a model home, we go down into our lower level in the basement because we're fortunate enough to have basements in Wisconsin. And we would show them this area between the top of the foundation and the first floor plate that we sealed with foam. And we would tell them, when you're in a model at another builder, just go down in their lower level in their basement and take a look. And if they're using this bat of insulation, this fiberglass of insulation, let me tell you about the differences between the two products. And people would come back and say, you know what? You're right. That builder is using that quote unquote air filter in their box choice. And you're what you're providing me is an airtight seal. Well, we kept with that kind of uh, you know demonstration piece, and finally people came back to us and said, Well, you know what? They have that same product now. And so they started to tag on and find out that, you know, hey, we need to we need to kind of emulate what Tim O'Brien Holmes is doing. Um, So we had to reposition ourselves to take it to another level. And we continue to do that. And that's kind of when we layered on that extraordinary experience, because the culture of our organization and the people we had in our organization were very engaging. That was one of the things that we kept hearing feedback on from our from our prospects and our consumers. And so we added that into the mix. And again, That helped to create further differentiation until we got up to this point that um, we started bringing in renewable energies into the program. We first started doing renewable energies in 2009. Uh, We did a parade home with geothermal, solar hot water, and then we built another home next door to it that we called the energy producing home, where basically we produced more energy with renewable energies than the home consumed. And so that really kind of got us, kicked us off into another tier of really bringing the definition of green home building, which just isn't about, green home building is really made up of four tenants. It's energy efficiency, it's indoor air quality, it's water conservation, and then it's how you use your resources, reducing waste, um, reducing the use of raw materials, recycling, construction waste makes up a huge amount of what goes into the landfill every year. And we were able to reduce, uh, what we contributed to the landfill by 60% on each house, and bringing that as a system in place rather than just focusing on one of those individual characteristics really was a, a more holistic approach to building a home. So we brought those four categories into each one of our homes, and then we have the renewables, which is kind of the fifth one that we can bring on uh, when a consumer is uh, expresses interest in that. Um, whether it's solar, whether it's geothermal, um, those are really the two big ones right now, but we do a significant more amount of solar than any other renewable that's available to us.
1: One of the things that you touched on, and I, I don't, I want to make sure that people don't over overlook it or not let it sink in is you talked about, you can do all of these great things. And I, I visit with builders all the time across all across the country and you know, showing all the great things and how they build better than their competition, but yet they don't, quote unquote, get credit for it simply because it's lost in the demonstration and the sales demonstration. And so how much time, energy, effort, money, all of those things did you put into the sales team to make sure that the buyer actually sees the difference? Because now we're talking about, differential demonstration right not just here's the kitchen because it has the sink in it but it's let me show you why these things as we go through the house and not just a dump of information in the sales center
0: you know that that is something that we we discovered early on is a big challenge because yes people are coming in they're seeing the finished home they can't see into the walls right they can't see what what is behind the surface what drives what is the engine of the home they, they don't see a lot of that because the home is finished. All of that stuff is covered up. And one of the things that we've, we've done and we continue to do is we call these the, our, our green home tours. And what we do is we, we bring a group of prospects or the buying public. Um, we also work with um, a lot of schools, high schools and kids to have them come out because we want them to get an understanding of this. And we bring them into a house that is prior to insulation and prior to drywall. And we kind of walk through the why of what we do and what is the benefit of what we do and really get people to get a feel. Because a lot of people have never really seen, they've never been in, in, a, in a home under construction. Most of them have not. They've never seen uh, the bones of the house and, and they don't understand um, how, that contributes to the quality of, of the home beyond crown molding and granite countertops and wood floors. And that has been, we called it the, the Tim O'Brien Homes Roadshow. And that, has, that was something that we discovered early on was a key contributor to people understanding and appreciating and valuing um, the, the systems that we built into the home and, and being able to say, okay, I get it. I'm willing to pay a little bit more to get what you guys are building because I understand the value. I understand the value to my wallet. I understand the value to uh, my comfort in the home. I understand the value to my resale in the home. And we all know that people are willing to to buy a car, a four-door car that's the same size. They're willing to pay a little bit more for that same size vehicle because they believe it's gonna provide long-term durability. Better gas mileage, uh, better resale value. It's going to feel better when they drive it. So, you know, we've kind of taken a little bit of those aspects and said, okay, we're going to show you and demonstrate why this is a better home outside of what you see in the finishes. We'll show you the finishes, but let me show you what's behind the walls. Let me show you what we do in the ceilings and what we do to to help with uh, uh, reduce uh, the amount of air infiltration into the home. And and to create a, a greater level of comfort in the home for you, and the only way really to show you that is behind the walls. We get anywhere from fifteen to twenty five people uh, on a monthly basis that come out specifically for that tour on on a Saturday or Sunday uh, afternoon, and it, and it's been it, it's been great.
1: How often do you do those?
0: We we do them once a month. We do we do them once a month, and typically in the spring we'll do we'll do it with a greater level of frequency because people really aren't too interested coming out in the dead of winter. So usually in the spring, which is the, you know, the higher our seasonality of sales, we'll do them. We'll do them twice a month in the summer. We'll do them once a month and then come fall, we'll do them uh, twice a month. And then we, we usually kind of shut it down around uh, December through January and February, depending on weather. in March we'll kick them back up. But one of the other things we do is we've also created models of our wall section that we have in each one of our model homes that our salespeople can demonstrate and show kind of a cutaway of what the wall is, why we do what we do. We we um, we've spent a, a fair amount of time, money, and time on our new website that also gives kind of a demonstration, uh, a cutaway of a home to be able to show those individual features um, and and why it's a benefit to to that consumer.
2: Yeah. So I totally believe I that today's consumer is so smart. And we have to focus on educating the consumer and being a part of that process because they want to make smart decisions. And then what it really ends up doing is it builds trust because you become this outlet of information and getting them to think about what's behind the walls and ask these hard questions. So we love getting into that. um, And we could probably talk about that more. What, What I want to do now, if it's okay with you, is we really want to hear about uh, Red Fox Crossing and about this specific project, and kind of talk a little bit about that one. So, can you just give us a little background on this project?
0: Yeah. So back in 2013, we we do a we have an annual planning uh, process, uh, which mo- most companies do, and, and every year we take a look, of course, of what our one year business plan is, right? And then we also look out. We call it the three year picture. So in three years, kind of where where do we want to be and what do we need to do in our one-year business plan to start moving towards that three-year picture? We also have what we call our, our 10-year vision, and it's usually about an eight to 10-year vision. And what we put on our vision at that time, on our 10-year vision, was in 2013 that by 2023, we wanted to be in a situation where we could build an energy-neutral Development with homes, of course, that could sustain their own energy production, right? So, so basically, a, a development that um, doesn't require any additional utility resources to basically operate the homes and the development. And so, at that point in time, we we made that decision because we already had kind of a sister uh, company, a solar company called Sunvest Solar that was developing solar arrays, like I had mentioned previously, for uh, parade homes, for our model homes. And also, um, this was back in uh, 2010, we did a study with our regional utility company on the impact of solar uh, on consumer behavior. So we built uh, six homes with solar arrays, six uh, spec homes, inventory homes with solar arrays. And then we had six very similar homes to those in other areas of the market here in the metro Milwaukee market that were very similar to those homes but did not have solar. And then the utility company in association with us, after those people moved in, the deter- we really kind of focused on, okay, the people that have the solar home, are were they are they energy misers because they have the solar and they want to get the credit back from the utility company? Or were they energy wasters and thinking, okay, I got all this energy that I'm consuming I can put more, I can have more consumption in my home uh, because I have the solar to offset it. And what we found was uh, that people became even more energy conscious and and they wanted to try to find ways to reduce consumption even more. And that's kind of, that kind of helped propel us to say, okay, we, we think that there is a demand for this. And we think that we can bring it on maybe a little sooner than 2023. And as we progressed, uh, kind of towards this goal, along the way, there were others, manufacturers, our energy auditor, which was absolutely phenomenal. They, when they heard about this, they wanted to help. And um, we had a lot of people, very smart, intelligent people working with us to figure out how can we drive down that consumption in the home while still maintaining a, a value that people are, are willing to pay for. Um, an opportunity came up in 2017 where we identified a 34-lot development, uh, which is Red Fox Crossing, in, in an A market that really had not seen too many new lots over the last 10 years. So we kind of felt, hey, maybe this is our opportunity to give this a shot. We, we have the, we have the uh, professional resources and expertise available to us. We believe that we've, we've modeled the systems enough that... We can give this a shot. This community uh, should have some pretty good demand. It's 34 lots. If we make it standard that every one of these homes in this community meets the Department of Energy Zero Energy Ready, uh, not even Zero ready Energy Ready, but Zero Energy Home Program, uh, we feel that we could really make some, an impact in this market. And we felt it was a low, relatively a low risk just because of the area it was in. So we decided to give it a shot. Um, our building science person in our organization already kind of had a, a, a establish a relationship with Sam Rashkin at the Department of Energy. And once Sam kind of heard about what we were doing, uh, he kind of uh, diverted some of the resources and connected us with some other very brilliant people that were able to kind of prove out the what we were doing and, and making sure, again, the whole time that we're keeping this in a price point that people are, are willing to pay for. Um they basically helped us make this 10-year vision a, a nearly a reality in less than five years. The one thing we couldn't offset is the, the energy consumed by the development itself, uh, but we did control the homes and every one of those homes in there uh, consumes just as much energy as the solar arrays designed for that home produce. So what we're doing is we're offsetting electrical consumption. And, um, and the, the, the response that we've had from the buying public, I mean, this was really to be about a 30 month, uh, sales, uh, kind of program for us or 24 months really. And we did it in under 18 months. Um, and the demand has been great and the, the quality or the, uh, the size of the homes were bigger than what we thought they were. So we had to accommodate a little bit for that, but we were still able to meet drive down that consumption low enough that we could offset it with a reasonably sized solar array. We're not overproducing because we can't get the consumption down. The DOE's program really focuses on driving consumption down first, and you get it to a certain point that it makes sense to put a solar array on, and that's what we've done. The feedback from our customers has been absolutely wonderful. They're, they're sharing their utility bills with us. We're still learning a lot uh, with, uh, the feedback that we're getting from them. And, uh, it's, it's, it's again, really focused on just driving down that consumption. Um, the DOE also has another program called it's the zero energy ready home. And that's something that we're looking at, honestly, making a standard in all of the homes that we build. The zero energy ready home says drive down that consumption and then set up the home. So the consumer can add a a future solar array, Uh, at any point that they want in the future. So that's another certification level with the Department of Energy. But in this particular community, because of our relationship with our solar company, we really wanted to get it to be true net zero. And um, like I said, that's really just been a, a great learning experience for us. And it's really created a lot of attention, not only regionally, but also nationally and and others. And we want to share this. That's the key thing. These are, there's no secrets here. (laughs) We've had other builders come into the market and we'll sit down with them and we're open about what we do. Um, If we can help others uh, build a better home, we would love to invite them to come out and spend some time with us and learn about what we do because we feel that this is attainable for anybody and everybody who really has a commitment to to building that high performance home.
1: I think that's amazing and a phenomenal way to give back to our industry and also just progress our industry. I mean, we I always joke around even from the technology side, we as an industry are always like a decade behind what you know, people on e-com are doing and things like that. But you you mentioned you said something you're talking about energy misers um and I I think it was really interesting because you gave them self-awareness, right? They, they don't even think they really knew it was important to them. um, And they didn't even know that they wanted it, but when they got it and they saw that it could, what kind of impact they were making in their choices. I think it's a really interesting experiment of making someone aware of what they're already doing and they automatically make better choices. I, I liken it to, and I don't know if this is this way in, um, in your area or not, but in North Carolina, where I'm from, um, they required by law and restaurants that you put your, the calories of the meal of the dish on the menu, on the boards, wherever you're going to order it. And, uh, so now when you go in the restaurant, you look at that and you're like, that's 1300 calories. Like, That's more than half, you know, that's almost a hundred percent of my consumption for the day in one meal. I can't order that, you know, it's kind of the same thing with the, the energy, you know, the energy misers, they didn't, or the people that weren't necessarily energy misers, but they became essentially became some, uh, I mean, is that some of the feedback that you got from them of, of like, Hey, we didn't really think it was that important until we actually got our hands on it.
0: Yeah, we, we had. So just for one quick story, we had um, the one of the parade homes that we built that was uh, we called the energy producing home. Um, we hooked up a gas meter to that home, uh, even though we just thought for future utilities, we're going to put a gas meter to the home, natural gas meter to the home. Although everything we put in the home was all electrification and everything was electric. We didn't have any anything that was gas. But on the bill that was being sent to that homeowner every month, there was a $15 service charge, utility charge for the gas meter. He called them and at, told them, I don't have gas in my house. Get rid of this meter. I'm not paying the 15 bucks anymore.
1: <laughs> That's great. I love it. Uh, that That is great. So you mentioned also the net zero ready is. And so that sounds to me like, so you, did you have to get the homes to, in order to be that net zero ready? Did you have to drive the HERS score down to a certain point and then essentially rough in for the ability to add solar later? Is that how that works? That,
0: that yeah, that's exactly it, Matt. We, we you you still drive down the consumption to get to that. That uh, home energy rating score, the HERS score, as you referenced. And then you, you, we create, we have a conduit basically that runs from the, the basement, the lower level, up through the attic on the side of the home where the panels would go. The other thing is you have to look at that orientation of the home. We sometimes have to change, you know, we don't got that perfect orientation to the south of the southwest, and we have to either hip the roof. Or, or change the plane of the roof to make sure that we get the right orientation, because there are specifics to what the roof pitch is, and its exposure to the south and the southwest. So that's yeah. another design element that you have to take into consideration. But the concept is, we set it up, it's like a bath, a basement bath rough We get the pipes there, we get the system there ready for you all you got to do is plug in you know you have to you have to bring the you have to bring the sink and the faucet and and you have to run the water to it so they just have to bring the solar panels and get the electric get the electric wires and the conduit down to the basement and they're ready to go the roof plane is set up the consumption is driven down. We have a, a, a space for the, the, uh, the inverter for the solar array inverter in the basement, all roughed in, ready to go. That's, that's the ready part.
1: I love it. I think that's uh that's a great way to stair-step your way into it. I mean, is that something that you got, I mean, kind of the, I'm assuming from building this project of Red Fox Crossing that there's been things that you've discovered along the way that maybe have leaked into the other communities. And obviously not everything is going to be a net zero home that you build, but are you starting to see things like the net zero ready or other efficiencies that you discovered while building in Red Fox Crossing that have pushed themselves into other communities and product lines that that you have?
0: We sure have. I mean, one of the things that we saw very early on is that is in order for us really to drive down the consumption, in addition to things like, you know, LED bulbs, right, and and uh, better better window yeah. glass, but you really have to, in better insulation, you really have to focus on air tightness. You really have to drive down the amount of infiltration that comes into the home. And what happens when you do that? Uh, you have to be aware of the indoor air quality of the home. You have to be conscious of the fact that you're going to drive down the air infiltration, the, what, which brings in fresh air, uncontrolled fresh air, but fresh air into the home. That was one of the things we learned very quickly about is making sure that we have a balanced ventilation system and one that ties in with the, the outdoor temperature in relative humidity and the indoor temperature and in relative humidity. And to be in a situation where our customers aren't pulling five or seven or 10 different levers to try to balance it all out, to try to automate it so they could say, here's where I wanna be at a temperature and here's what I wanna be at relative humidity. I want my HVA system to respond. And that's one of the things that we learned uh, more about is how to make that better automated how to ensure as we drive this consumption as we drive the the uh, air infiltration down that when they're cooking in their house or when they're bathing in their house or when they're creating moisture or other types of contaminants in the house that we have a system that can remove that and and replenish the home with fresh air so that was that was a, a big learning curve for us and again we had great smart people to help us out um, we also our trade partners learned a ton. Um, our HVAC supply uh, in the home, our HVAC contractor learned how to develop a better system of supplying air to rooms and being able to get that exhausted air back down more efficiently through uh, the heating and ventilation system. So we had a greater level of comfort and efficiency in the system. That was a big learning curve for them. And we have taken what we've learned from that and applied that to all of the homes that we build today, both on the uh, the indoor air quality side and the distribution of conditioned air and the return of the uh, exhausted or stale air through the HVAC, HVAC system.
1: Yeah, I, I can only imagine, I can... As a builder, I remember having these conversations, and we we're always trying to fight—not fight, but it was a—it was a battle to help you know focus on getting the fresh air in. You know, it controlled fresh air. It's like a fresh air intake, but also the battle of how do we get our air changes down, right, to help affect affect that her score. And I think that uh, you know, from what you're saying, that doing that from a net zero, really having to drive that consumption down and be efficient with the. Air changes on the ha- on the handler and things like that, I'm sure played a huge part in lowering the HERS score on the product across across the board.
0: It, it has and air, air tightness is a, is a big contributor to to in addition to the LED bulbs and the other things that we discussed is a big contributor to driving down that HERS score. And we it's kind of a process of what we call whack-a-mole. Uh, you know, when you make a when you make a tweak in one area and you think you got to cover <laughs> it up, you know, you got it covered and you've got it in place and it's working, something else pops up in another area. And so we're constantly looking at all of those different dials, if you will, in the house to make sure that when we make an impact in one area of the performance of the home, that we're checking uh, the other areas for for changes or for something else that might pop up that we hadn't experienced before. And again, it all comes back to a great trade partners and that are willing to innovate and to to really be engaged in the process. And I can't say enough about a good quality energy raider who's willing to take the time to experiment and model and try different things with you because he or she is just as excited about where you're going as you are.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. If you were and trying to, and I know you've got a flight to catch, so i to be efficient with your time because um, we could i could sit here and talk about this all day because I love it but um, if you were to say you know talking to you know the average builder who's building an efficient home um, who's making a shift into all right to kind of the healthy realm and maybe putting their toes in the water with the, the green side of things where would you recommend that they start and you know from you going through it how would you recommend that they start to essentially kind of maybe make the Make the process a little less painful. Well, I,
0: I think there's a lot of really good people out there that want to help change this industry. And like I said, we would we're, we're open to sharing you know what we do um, to help build a better home in an economical way. Um, the Department of Energy Sam Rashkin's group um, uh, has been a big help to us. Um, there are other organizations like uh, EBA, um, you know, the, the Environmental and Energy Builders Association, which has a conference once a year, uh, which I just came back from for two weeks ago, there's a tremendous amount of learning uh, that can be done there. Really a lot of, you know, whether it's your local green home building program or regional green home building program, the National Associations of Home Builders have their green program. I learned a tremendous amount of from that program, we certified. We were one of the first to uh, certify homes, certify homes in the state of Wisconsin under that program, and and also get uh, uh, gold certification on all of the homes in a redevelopment that we did with one of our cities, who had a redevelopment grant to take a, a blighted YWCA property and convert it into affordable housing. We made every home in there. Uh, we made we uh, added solar to and and had it conform. To the national green building standard under the gold standard and there's a lot of learning that can be done just by going through each one of those accredited certifications i think that's where we've learned the most uh is is really going through an, an accredited certification program hmm.
1: very good very good well tim that was uh a ton of unbelievably helpful information for I, I love learning about it, and Molly does too. And I, but most importantly, you know, the builders out there in our industry, and that's what you just spent basically almost fifty minutes going through with us uh, is some of is really what our industry is all about. It's getting better and sharing the information like this, and that's exactly why Molly and I decided to start this podcast in general is just to interview super smart people that are doing awesome things like you and your team and putting it out there for everybody to pick up. So thank you so much for a, just doing what you're doing and be willing to share and, and be coming on our coming on our show and, and sharing it with us.
0: Well, well, I really appreciate the opportunity, Matt and Molly. I, I, I think uh, um, the conversations like this, get people more aware of the opportunity and, Uh, the the amount of learning that I've done from others that have shared ideas uh, and and been involved in helping us get to where we are uh, just gets me more excited about sharing it with others. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you again for coming on the show. And Molly.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been um, very inspiring and uh, we love learning about this. So we really appreciate your time. And thank you. I know our listeners will as well
1: awesome well tim we'll have to have you back on and when this uh when red fox crossing completely sells out and then you fire up your next community like this and uh kind of give us an update on uh what's next so it'll it'll be great to hear
0: well thank you again everyone i really appreciate
1: it thanks tim talk to you soon All right. And that is going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much again, Tim, for coming on our show. That was unbelievable information that I think that so many people in our industry need to hear and can take tons away from. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to uh, to share with us. So it was amazing. So thank you. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us and wrap up another episode of Building Perspective. Make sure you join us all on our Facebook group, Building Perspectives. You can join in on the conversation with us, ask some questions, get them read on the air, and uh, have some fun along the way. Thanks so much. You guys have a great week.